Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the banks of the Charles River, this is Reporters Roundup. Bringing you the stories, making news right now on WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ News Time 1230. Good afternoon. I'm Mary Blake. WBZ News in for Rod Fritz today, and you're listening to Reporters Roundup for this Monday, the 13th day of November. Some of the stories making news today. GE stock is top in the news today. One of the most important companies in the country and in the Boston area, Dave Caruso. This is Ben Parker taking aim at jaywalkers and those who jaywalk while distracted. President Trump's Asia trip wrapping up. Pamela Fox, CBS News at the United Nations. I'm Adam Kaufman. Lots to be happy about around the Boston sports scene. The Celtics and Patriots, they just keep winning. A new kind of friendlies has opened for business in Marlboro. I'm Tracy Jockey for Bloomberg Business. And the Dow right now currently up 18 points. And this edition of Reporters Roundup is brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. And we begin the program with a key player in Boston's future landscape, General Electric, and its new vision. New chairman and CEO John Flannery telling investors meeting in Boston that GE is looking to shift from its transportation, industrial, even its historic lighting components to focus more intently on its more profitable divisions. GE's quarterly dividends being cut to 12 cents to bring payouts to shareholders closer in line with what the company is bringing in revenue-wise. And there are estimates that this will save the company some $4 billion a year. Joining me now to sort this all out, Coastal Capital Group's Dave Caruso. And, And Dave, give us the primer. You know, certainly GE has been a powerhouse. They've been in the Dow, one of the longest stocks in history, and they've struggled over the last few years. They started with Jack Welch, which was doing great in the 80s and the 90s, and then Jeff Immelt took over, and there was a lot of issues with things happening, and now we've got another changing of the guard with John Flannery, uh, you know, trying to shake the company up and get it back to where it has to go. So there's three major units that they're working with, the aviation, the power of the healthcare, and today they're having a report to all the shareholders say, this is the plan. And some of that is going to hurt a little bit because they're cutting their dividend in half because they need to generate more cash flow. And they're going to be focusing in those three industries. But the other industries, we'll see if they're going to continue to have those or maybe do some of the selling off because GE's history shows that they're more of an acquirer and not a seller. So we're going to see if uh, there's some changes there. Yeah, layoffs, is that something that should be of concern? Yeah, I think there there are people that are going to be laid off. They are cutting costs uh, dramatically and dr- almost from a d- draconian measure. So, yeah, there probably will be some cuts, and there will be a lot of expenses that are going to be cut. So they're really looking at the bottom line and trying to fix this up over the next couple of years uh, because they really haven't done well. In fact, the GE was one of the worst-performing stocks in the last 15 or 20 years, so that hurts, so they've got to turn it around. It's part of the fact that uh, a lot of these conglomerates ruled the world, and now it's a little bit more defined in terms of the industry you want to be in. So we'll see if they're going to redefine and uh, put themselves as one big company, or maybe they're going to sell some of them off. And we also are looking at, as I said at the outset, Boston is a key player when it comes to the future of GE. And there was an awful lot made of incentives to bring GE here. 
should city and state officials be concerned? Yeah, I think you're always concerned when you have a great company like GE, and, and they've had a rough spot, but they are back home. And yes, it is, I think, good to have them here. They want to be here. I think we want them to be here. There are going to be some incentives that, that are going to be matched in that, but I think that's all good because the company is at least facing the fact that they've had a lot of problems, and there's going to be turnover, and there are going to be changes, and change can be good, but it can be disruptive. And uh, at least we're seeing the stock today hold up okay, uh, but GE's got a long way to go and they've got uh, a new person at the helm and hopefully they'll be able to handle these things. All right, Dave Caruso, thank you. should also mention that the uh, company's board shrinking as well uh, from 18 members to 12. Price of GE stock right now, $19.10, down 6%. Well, if you're a fan of Friendly's, the ice cream company, a great day for you. The restaurant chain officially launching a new prototype drive through restaurant. It's happening in Marlboro today and on the uh, Ring Central News line, Bloomberg's Tracy Jonke joining us. Uh, we have to ask, obviously, an effort, Tracy, to refresh this brand. It is, Mary. The drive through is a key feature, as well as a new look for the soda fountain and for the menu. This is a stripped-down menu centered around the foods Friendly's fans are nostalgic for. Burgers, fries, supermelt sandwiches, and, of course, ice cream. This will be the model for remodeling at 10 existing Friendly's locations, special fitting with the drive through and all. And this will be the model for new locations Friendly's intends to open in the coming years, between 5 and 10 per year, it has said. Friendly's has been closing restaurants for a decade, so if this works, it could reinvigorate the brand founded more than a century ago in Springfield, Mary. I used to work at one. I remember fribbles, oh. <laughs> all fisherman <laughs> jigs, all kinds of things. Anyway, it's uh, 41 degrees in Boston now. Thank you so much, Tracy. From food to exercise, the Joint Committee on Transportation holds a hearing today on Beacon Hill. One item before the committee has to do with jaywalking. WBC's Ben Parker is here. Explain all this, Ben. This bill would apparently penalize those who also use electronic devices while crossing the street? That's right, Mary. There are a number of bills before the Transportation Committee, but one filed by Drakett Representative Colleen Gary takes on distracted walking as part of a larger jaywalking crackdown. Currently, the fine for jaywalking is a dollar, but under this bill, failing to walk with a light or in a marked crosswalk would land the offender a fine of $25 for the first offense, $50 for the second, and $100 for the third and subsequent offenses. Add in distractions like headphones or electronic devices, and those fines would double, topping out at $200. Gary says she wants to make sure that people are safe and to give offenders a little more to think about. And it's also about fairness. She says when there's an accident, drivers normally get hit with penalties and surcharges on insurance, for example. And this aims to put some more onus on the walkers, and she says they need to be in control. And this is apparently not a first, right? No, in fact, some other areas have tried to take some action against those who make dangerous decisions when walking. There have been similar pushes across the country. In Honolulu, in fact, a law went into effect a couple of weeks ago, making it illegal to look at a cell phone or other electronic device while crossing the street. Fines there could reach $99 for those who break the law. And I talked to the National Safety Council. They say more than 11,000 people were injured while using cell phones. And so many are being hurt now that the annual injuries they've been tracking since 2015. Now, 80% of those injuries are due to a fall and about 50% of cell phone injuries occur at home. But the Safety Council says... 
There's no doubt that distractions while using cell phones and other electronic devices are an issue. In the last couple of years, there's been a rise in pedestrian fatalities, up 16%, though in all cases it's hard to say how much distraction played a role, but it is certainly something that bears taking a bigger look at. All right. Thank you very much, uh, WBZ's Ben Parker. We, in fact, will be doing just that. Members of President Trump's administration crisscrossing the country promoting the Republican tax reform plan. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill crunching, meanwhile, to get something done by the president's ambitious Christmas deadline. CBS News correspondent Steve Dorsey joins us now on Roundup. And Steve, tell us where the lawmakers stand right now. There's two big differences uh, in these two bills. Uh, One of the key ones is that the House bill allows homeowners to deduct up to $10,000 in property taxes. Those are most valuable for folks who own homes and property in in high-tax states like New Jersey, Illinois, California, and New York. The Senate bill does not include that. Uh, the, The Senate bill also delays the corporate tax rate cut from 35% to 20% for one year. This is something that uh, if, if it passes both chambers, uh, they'll have to work out in conference. Are there any similarities here? Yeah, both of these bills uh, would eliminate deductions for state and local income taxes and sales taxes that you've already paid uh, when, when you're doing your taxes uh, at the beginning of the year. This is something Democrats really oppose, saying this essentially amounts to a, a tax increase on middle-class families. And this is going to be something that I think Democrats uh, fight the strongest uh, on. The clock is ticking. So uh, what are the realistic chances of, of something happening? And obviously, President Trump has been tweeting about uh, the need to get this done sooner than ra- uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the president uh, has been pushing Republicans to get this done. Uh, he's, he's challenged them to get this on his desk by Christmas. Uh, and, and he's been enthusiastic about signing something. He needs this, especially by the first of the year to to prove that Republicans have done something significant in Congress since they are in charge now of uh, the legislature and uh, the executive branch. Yeah, Steve, thank you. We should also mention that uh, you talked about President Trump weighing in via Twitter, did so uh, just a short time ago, calling for an end to what he says is the unfair and highly unpopular individual mandate in Obamacare. <laughs> Well, on the Ring Central Newsline right now, sports from the aceticket.com sports studio and Adam Kaufman. Adam, let's start with Sunday night football, and we just have to ask a basic question. How about those Pats? Staying up for, obviously, Mary. A lot of people expected kind of an ugly, gutted-out, close victory for the Pats. I don't think there was a ton of doubt the Patriots would win, even though Tom Brady, I recognize, going in 3-7 and seven lifetime in Denver, and the Pats obviously banged up. But they killed him. It was 41-16, wasn't even close, really right from the get-go with all the mistakes that the Broncos were making, and that's kind of been the, the story of their season. Uh, you know, mistakes leading to better field position for the other team, and the Patriots were able to capitalize. 24 points off of Broncos' miscues, four of them in particular great special teams for New England but at seven and two five straight wins this is just the time of the year historically under Bill Belichick and with Tom Brady that Pats tend to find a way to figure it out and sort of cruise from there now that was the beginning of an incredibly grueling stretch five road games in a span of six weeks they're going to stay out west all week long before then going to Mexico City to face the Raiders on Sunday a team that was just off this week so they'll come in more rested but four and five they're not very good Patriots should be able to win that game too and it was encouraging whether it was the return of Martellus Bennett, Dwayne Allen finally getting a catch and it was a touchdown, the running game, 
they always seem to find a way, and now they're coming together. And even defensively, by the way, Stephon Gilmore was probably the team's best corner last night in his return from a three-game absence. So things are going well. Celtics too. Yeah, no question about that. They may never lose. It's twelve straight, <laughs> twelve straight wins, Mary, and they've got Brooklyn tomorrow night. We know they're not going to lose to the Nets. However, of course, on Thursday, Golden State, the defending champs, who are not too far removed from winning seventy-three games. You know, we we know how good that Stephen team Curry, is. That's yeah, yeah and. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, but Celtics, it has just been that unified team approach no matter who's out, whether it's Al Horford, he was back last night and he was great, Kyrie Irving's still out right now, fitted for a mass for the minor facial fracture that he has, Marcus Morris has missed time, Marcus Smart has missed time, doesn't matter when they lean on the likes of Shane Larkin and Terry Rozier and Daniel Tice, it's almost laughable, it's tough to wrap your head around, but man, we're enjoying the ride. All right, Adam Kaufman in the AceTicket.com Sports Studio. President Trump is wrapping up his five-country Asia trip in the Philippines. Foreign affairs analyst Pamela Falk with CBS joins us now. And Pamela, President Trump is saying that this was a successful trip and that there may be a development on the North Korea front. Yes, exactly. President Trump announced that as he returns to the White House on Wednesday, he's going to make an announcement on North Korea and on a new trade deal. Now, that comes on North Korea as both the Secretary of State and and President Trump have said that they are not close to the idea of negotiations with the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, to start to de-escalate the problems in the region and see if they can begin to to tamp down on North Korea's advances on its nuclear program. I interviewed the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency. It's on the CBS News website. And he said that he has his go-bag ready if that day comes. In other words, the nuclear watchdog agency is ready to go. So in that sense, even though it's been so threatening, all of the the talk back and forth and the U.S.-South Korea maneuvers in the region, there does seem to be at least an interest in a diplomatic solution. And what does he have coming up um, before he wraps up the trip? Uh, Before he wraps up the trip, he's still going to be meeting at these two trade summits. He's looking uh, to to stop the criticism of the withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now, that comes as all 11 countries that are still in it are saying, we'll move on without the United States, as they did on the climate agreement, where the, new, where the upcoming France summit has snubbed the United States. President is looking to renegotiate these as he has talked about anything from the Obama administration, and that's what we'll hear on Wednesday. WBZ News Time 1255, a closer look right now at Puerto Rico. A month and a half after Hurricane Maria slammed into the island, the situation remains dire there on so many levels. One number alone, more than 2,100 people have not left emergency shelters. Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum joins me now and, and assess the situation. Well, uh, the situation is, is frustrating, to say the least, for people who are in Puerto Rico uh, those who haven't left uh, and uh, you know sought um, you know more comfortable situations in the United States because uh, right now the electricity just hasn't returned in in a way that makes you know life livable for so many people. I mean it's it's or bearable. I mean it's really difficult. Imagine being without electricity, you know, for for almost eight weeks uh, and everything that you depend on for electricity 
you can't really do. Uh, the uh, island's power authority is generating about 48% of the capacity that it had normally generated before the uh, uh, two uh, hurricanes, Irma and Maria. But the distribution remains the big problem. It's really not clear how many people actually have electricity restored through the grid system. Most people who have electricity right now, a lot of them are just operating on generators, and, and it's not even clear how many millions are still without electricity, regardless of how they're getting it. Uh, and now against that backdrop, we have this story about the director of emergency management uh, in Puerto Rico resigning. Uh, the governor of Puerto Rico asked for his cabinet members to submit their unsigned letters of resignation, and then he accepted the one from the uh, director of emergency management, who uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, it uh, came out through a newspaper that he actually took a two-week vacation uh, one month after the hurricane hit, one, ma- one month after Maria hit. And so he's become the subject of uh, some ridicule and controversy for literally just going away on vacation for two weeks while the rest of the island was dealing with this disaster and still very much in a response, not a recovery mode. All right, correspondent Steve Kastenbaum in New York talking about the situation in Puerto Rico. Steve on the Ring Central Newsline, WBZ News Time, 1258. And that's today's edition of Reporters Roundup. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.